Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is the bi-weekly uh, news and not reviews, but that was going to rhyme, but I didn't say it. News and impressions podcast from minimap.com.au. I am your host, Kerry Palmer. With me, as always, is June Williams. Hello. Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. And a countdown timer. For some reason, like my brain went, ah, oh, yes, Jeremy Bratitich. That makes sense. Jeremy <laughs> Bratitich. I mean, I see it. That's me. <laughs> Then who am I? Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the rigmarole. You can catch us every couple of weeks on minimap.com, on podcast services everywhere. Uh, um, I guess that's kind of it. Let's just jump into it. I'm, that that was my, just for the record, just so everyone knows, including you guys, mostly for you guys, I'm, that was my attempt at like a more regimented intro. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. you know, a rigmarole. Leave it's just that we don't have below. any... I feel like we need to put a bit here. It's just that we don't have any, like... We don't do bits on this podcast. Yeah, you're right. Was that a bit? Could have been if you continued it. I don't have anything, sorry. Uh, I don't do bits. Turns out I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're just going to start with what we've been playing, as we do every week. Jeremy. Hi. Don't start with Jeremy. He'll take five years. We can jump to and from him. I I do want to start with Sekiro, though. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, mm. not Bloodborne 2, as everyone thought when they announced this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing Sekiro. Uh, game's hard. Yeah. As the new From Software game. Do you enjoy everyone calling it Serico? I say Serico as well. So I have you to. Dumbass. I have to legitimately think about where the K is in this. Sek. Yeah, but I forget. Zendo's how Sekiro says Sekiro. Yeah. Sekiro. They also don't say it that much in the game as well, so I sort of forget. Is Sekiro the main character? It is the main character. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's really surprising, I, actually. I was surprised. I was, like, making a joke there, but it was right. Yeah, I mean, it's so, sort of like how um, Bloodborne was the main character in Bloodborne. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and Dark Souls was the main character in no, 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 Demon Souls was. Yeah. Demon, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, last name Souls, first name Demon. Did um, you know there is actually a Dark Soul? That's interesting. The titular character. No. The titular soul. Ah, okay. So, Sekiro, um, moving right along, uh, is different to... So, just my brief backstory with these games. Um, I don't like them very much. Um, I don't not like them, Bold. but I just don't click with them. Um, right. They're hard. I get frustrated. And I don't think a game that you have to search a wiki is a very good game. Okay. And um, this is where people who are less empathetic say get good. Yeah. In which case I say, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so, Sekiro is different. Um, Sekiro is the most accessible and still not very accessible from software game that's <laughs> ever been made. Um, in the sense that it has tooltips and it has a revive button and <laughs> it has more of a... So, it's different because you don't level up. Which is where it really changes from other From Software games. Because yeah. when From Software games get very hard, for me at least, what I tend to do is go back and forth between two bonfires, killing the enemies, so I can get enough experience points that I can just brute force my way through the next section. Yeah. Um, which teaches me nothing. How, If you don't like these games, how much have you played of the others that so you know how to grind for it? I like. didn't play very much. Uh, so this is the thing. I really want to like these games because the worlds are always really, really cool. That's mm. the only reason why I want to play Bloodborne. Like yeah. Bloodborne world looks so like, cool. The world is really cool. The lore and like the setting is awesome. Mm. And the level design is like fantastic too. Like it's, it's, like, a, it's like a 3D maze that loops into itself all the time. Mm. 
um, and it's like when you find like a shortcut back to like another area which you didn't realize you're going in that direction because the path is so windy it just feels so cool um, yeah no the way the way the worlds loop in and on top of and around themselves is very very well done in those yeah. games it's some like 3D metroidvania shit does yeah. Sekiro do that as well? Um, Sekiro's more open world isn't it? it? it's more open there's more just like a lot of different paths um, a couple of times it's looped back around but not as much hmm. um so like, but the wo- the worlds like the worlds designed differently in this game because you can jump, um, yeah. and because and yeah, and because it's a grappling hook, so it's sort of just it's just got like a different design principle for the world at least. Mm. Um, but with Sekiro, if you're not doing good in a section, it's because you basically just haven't been turt been turt. We haven't, you haven't been, been turned enough. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not turned <laughs> enough. Um, you haven't been taught or learnt how to get through that section yet. Right. Um, which means if you get frustrated, it can become much more frustrating much faster because it's sort of up to you to learn how to do it. Whereas, because you can't level up and boost and get stronger. Like, there's no generic yep. leveling system. There's no making your stats go higher. Like, that yep. just simply doesn't exist in this game. This game is all about parrying and, like, countering. Whereas the other games is, like... You can do that. But. You can, but it's all about, like, moving out of the way of attacks. Yeah. Whereas this game, like, there is a dodge button, but it's, like... It's not always the best to dodge when you can block. Because you can block almost any attack, basically. That's awesome. I like that. Um. So what I've figured out how to play this game... And I like this game a lot. Like, I'm, I'm liking this game way more than I'm liking other From Software games... Because its design is more interesting to me. Like, it's a game where you can block and learn a lot how to defeat an enemy because the enemy can just wail on you and you can just block all of the attacks to see how the attacks work. Right. Um, And also, there's no, like, generic... Like, there are generic life bars, but it's about building up like their stance meter basically so the more you hit them and the more you block their attacks their stance meter will like increase um, i don't remember the actual name of it is it stagger S- or sort is of it poise or something uh, it's, it's 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 basically the equivalent of like a form yeah. like like how well they're doing as a fighter and the more you increase their meter when you increase it to full then you can do a finisher attack yeah and that's when you kill them um and then certain enemies have multiple, like, bars, basically. You have to, like, do, like, enough finishes to kill them. That's how you kill bosses, basically. Mm. Um, and the more you attack their vitality, which is, like, their life bar, the slower that meter will drain. So so the, uh. so, so the more health you get down on them, the their meter will, will not decrease as much as it would if you're not attacking them. Interesting. Um, but you can only kill people with finishes. No, so you can also just drain their vitality, but it takes a long time. Okay, it takes a lot longer. Um, like th- the way to beat this game is to use like the staggering stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, so like I got stuck really early on. Um, and I wasn't having a good time, and I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is just another one of these games. Was it that night with the lance that everyone's been talking about on Twitter? I don't know. Okay. Like I like I was sort of ignoring the like the initial discourse because I didn't want like I didn't really want spoilers. Okay, and also 
um, I feel bad whenever anyone else plays these games and I play these games because I'm not good at them and so everyone goes much further than I do much gotcha. faster. Gotcha. Um, but I'm pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure it is because you get a counter very early on, which is by the way the most badass thing when someone lunges at you and what you do is you just take a step to the right, you stomp their fucking lance into the ground and hit them in the neck. <laughs> it is so so cool. Because it doesn't have to be a lance, it's in each it's any thrust attack. Right. So sometimes it's their arm when they go and punch you. Right. You stomp their fucking arm into the ground and punch him in the head. <laughs> it is so so rad. Um and basically you have to learn how to do that to beat that boss. Like if you don't do that, you can cheap the boss and like just get him stuck on some stairs and wail on him until they die. Yeah. But then you don't learn how to do it and you're gonna be fucked for the rest of the game. Which is what this game is really trying to teach you to do, is be prepared for the next section. Right. Um, which is interesting, but also frustrating. Um, so it's sort of been like this clashing of like, I'm not taught how to do this thing, how am I supposed to do this thing? And I just sort of had to keep on going until I was taught. Right. There is, for the first time as well, like, and uh, there's a guy in like your hub area, which you can just practice with him. And, and oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, no, yeah. And so you could just say, like, I want to learn how to do this move, and he'll just do that move, and you can just practice and practice and practice until you get it down so you can do it every time. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, like, it's a really, really good addition, and I'm so, so glad they um, added it. Because mm. then there's no stakes if you lose, which yeah. is a lot of the problem in, in like, a front... Like, a, a traditional Soulsborne game where it's, like, there's this one enemy that's three-quarters of the way to the next resting mm-hmm. spot. And it's yeah. like, you got to get through everything. Sometimes you'll die along the way, and then you finally get there 20 minutes later. Yeah. And then the you still die so fast because you haven't had the chance to start learning the lessons yet. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, there's also, like, penalties for dying in a lot of From Software games as well. Yeah. And this one's no different, but it's sort of... It's no different, and it's also different with the way they handle it. So there's this thing called Dragon Rot, which is this curse basically so when you die people you meet throughout the game will eventually start coughing and wheezing and then eventually dying oh wow um, I think I heard about this actually yeah and so if you die if you keep dying their dragon rot will increase wow and so I don't, I don't know if I like that from a game like this yeah where so you're supposed to die so often yeah. and like I feel like in, in a From Software game like it's you shouldn't be worried about the amount of times you die it's like um how you should be worried about like how frustrated I don't know like yeah. I feel like that the stakes shouldn't make you more stressed in a mm. game that's already stressful and frustrating you know so like this is what this game I think is all about is and also whether like this whole difficulty discourse like what has happened to this game I think is when when this game came out when Demon Souls came out a long time ago it was different because it was uncompromising yeah everyone was like oh man this is a, this is a game for, for real gamers, you know? This ain't no hand-holdy, you know? It was at a time... <laughs> like, it, it, it was at a time when, like, tooltips were huge yeah. in the industry, and it was, like, what, PS3 and Xbox 360 at the beginning of that. So they had yeah. a lot more to work with. So basically, games could be a lot more guided. Um, you know, it was the beginning of, like, more cinematic games as well. Um, and then this game comes out, and it feels like almost like an older style, like Ninja Gaiden almost. Where yeah. like, if you die, it's your own fault. Fuck you, get better. Yep. And I feel like if it didn't do that at the beginning, it wouldn't have become as much of a phenomenon as it has now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I heard a really interesting uh, take on a, on a Waypoints uh, podcast, which is 
uh, initially from software games were counterculture and now it's become culture. Yep. Yep. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. And so now I feel like that they need to do more to address what it used to be and what it should be. Um, because the game wants to make you stressed out. And what it does is it holds you on the edge for the entire time to make you feel like you're freaking out until you win. And then there's like a sense of relief and then you keep going. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I mean, like it sort of is because it gives you like, it gives you feelings that not a lot of other, like, other games can give you. Okay. Like first person games, very rarely do you feel so freaked out about what's happening unless it's like a horror game. Right, right, like, right, right. Because you can always just like shoot your way out. Whereas, like, when an enemy is just attacking you and attacking you and attacking you and you're blocking everything, but you're not countering, and you see your own stagger meter going up and up and up, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get fucked on very soon if I don't change up my style of play. Um, Then, all of a sudden, something clicks and you get it right. You're like, oh, man, that was all me, Um, which not a lot of games can give you. So, I I get why why it does that, but there are still ways to make sure everyone can get that without ha- having to reach a certain level. Mm. Like, th- the entire thing about these games is you have to reach it. And there are ways for everyone to reach it in their own way, which I don't think they've grasped, yeah. which mm. is why this game has a fair amount of accessibility problems. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, stuck on this on this one guy for a long time, and eventually I figured out the counter just by practicing and practicing and practicing. And then... I sort of got it and I was so close so close to beating him and then I got killed. Okay. But I had the option to revive myself. So you so you can have you can resurrect yourself in this game. Yeah. And the way it works is if you do enough like basically if you do, if you do, if you do enough well-timed combat you can like uh regen your resurrection meter. So oh, okay. Of. Um it's it's a little bit more complicated than that but that's sort of like a like a basic way to describe it. Um and I had the option to resurrect and I decided to not and so I just died and I came back from the beginning and I started again and then I beat it why without was, ha- why was that so I didn't realize this at the time but it was more of one of those moments where I was like oh I don't have to use this right now I reckon I could do it again and I beat him with only getting hit like twice yeah the next time so like I really figured it out but resurrecting in this game increases your chance of getting dragon rot a whole lot more mm. you can still get it uh, if you die but like it, it increases it more I believe um and why again, would you ever resurrect because sometimes you're like so close to beating a boss and you, if you're not super confident with how you've done it and you just want to get past it, you can resurrect. Um, or if you like have like a bunch of XP and you die and you're going to lose it a lot, you don't want it and you want to keep it and you can just like resurrect and just run back and just save all your XP. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that, that is one thing I've heard. Like I, I was watching a, a brief video on it and I heard one person saying like, if you're like about to die in this game because of the stealth mechanics, you can just run and like yep. just go hide and then use your like whatever the equivalent is and just teleport to your last place and then you don't die and you get to save your gold and um you don't get the uh, you don't get any of the dragon rod problem stuff. Yep. And it's it's the same effect. You just like, all right, nope. That this is a wash. We're going back. <laughs> yeah, like starting again. You are so fast in this game, unlike all the other like from software games. Yes, yeah. and and you can jump and you can grapple. So like you can get out of combat in a pinch. Yeah. Um. So like it it super changes the way you have to think about this game, and I think like I made this like I made the mistake everyone made when they started playing this game, which is like oh it's like another from software game. I'm gonna play it like that. Yeah. Slow, methodical. Gonna figure everything out. No, don't don't do that. You'll get you'll get you'll get dunked on like everyone did. <laughs> um, 
So in a way, I'm finding this game easier than other games, but also it's harder in the sense that like you have to learn it. Yeah. Um. There's a lot going on with this game. There's a lot of themes happening. Like the like the, thematically, Dragon Rot is very interesting. Um. Is that how he lost his arm? No, he gets cut off by a man with a sword. Um, at the beginning of the game. That'll do it. Yep. Seems, seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff about, like... Because you don't get Dragonrot yourself, and Dragonrot is caused by, like, a bloodline that resurrects it with... with like, that, that you can resurrect with, like, some magical power. And it's... Excuse me. It's got interesting themes about, like, poor folk getting fatigue and illness from a royal bloodline whoa yeah like like th- there is, there's something going on there and like I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure out what it like what it's trying to say sounds obscure and not at all clear i mean like but like i, I like i mean th- this is like like themes not that i wouldn't expect to be explored in any game like in the sense that like i wouldn't expect them to outrightly explain it yeah like what it's trying to say it's more of like a I mean, especially in a from software game yeah like it's more of like an un- an undertone of like you going through land and taking land and the more you lose the more your poor people hurt it's like it like okay. like th- th- there's something in it. i don't know what it is yet yeah. um but yeah it's it's interesting um i'm enjoying it a whole lot more than i'm enjoying other games i think because it's how fast it is and how good it feels to counter mm. um the moves are very very cool when you do well you feel so fucking cool right um and the way I've really started to enjoy this game, I think, is just going into an area, finding a new enemy, and just, like, basically holding up my block. Just seeing how they move, how they figure it out, and then slowly start to counter, slowly start to figure out how they do it. And then you can sort of breeze through them a little bit. Right. Um, You're enjoying the learning process. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying learning how to learn, right. I think, about this game. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That, 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 I've, I'm, uh, I still got. I still got major issues with this game, um, like with how the difficulty like works as a concept. I, I don't think that's very good. We're going to talk about that later, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like other stuff, just about like you know them not explaining mechanics outright. Like I'm still, right. I'm still not one hundred percent how Dragon Rot works. Um, I know you can uh, cure it um, with items and like special moments. Um, and I think that's good that you can, you know, you can fix all the mistakes that you've made. Um, Interesting. But also you can only do it a certain amount of times in the game, which I hate. I hate yeah, that a lot. I don't understand why the, what's the point of even putting that in? Like it, it, it it's, it's got, th- it's got like thematic ties to the story and the setting, which like, like I, I get it. Like it takes a long time before someone dies a dragon rot. Like I, like no one, only one person for me has died a dragon rot. And that was because I just kept on resurrecting, 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 resurrecting. Um, but it was also someone I didn't care about. Like it was someone who I met on the way, and they were just I mean, like, like why? Why people? Why would they have put this mechanic in of like people dying? The more you you die, when that you can just counter it anyway. Well, so like, like it's not not like you know obviously a lot, but like what it doesn't feel like anything anymore. You know, sort of like it's like a dragon rod increases a whole lot more when you resurrect than dying. Like, you will yeah. still slowly accumulate it when you, like, just when you die. Yeah. But when you resurrect, it increases a twofold. So it's the, it's the penalty of resurrection. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. 
which I think is... Because otherwise you'd just be doing it every time and then you may as well just have like a bigger life bar. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, like like th- that's basically what the penalty for it is, mm. as far as I know. Um, so... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid YouTube. <laughs> Cut that out. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Well, Shadows die a million fucking times because this game's hard. A million fucking times. Yeah. wonder why Activision didn't put that on the box. Weird. I do wonder if a lot of the tooltips and a lot of the difficulty sort of settings at all was introduced by Activision. Like, if you want to make this game, you've got to make it more accessible. Maybe. Or maybe that's why From took it to Activision because they were like, hey, we're making a more accessible game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows which came first? It's not like the other games haven't been wildly successful. Yeah, no. I mean, well, they've had a niche. It's pretty big. It's a a big niche, but if you don't like this game, you don't like these games. Yeah. Is what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dark Souls 3 was more accessible than 2 and 1. Yes. But it's still fucking hard. (laughs) And still, like, you're still wikiing shit all the time to figure out, like, what the fuck does this do? Right. How the fuck do I do this? Yep. Classic Dark Souls. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm keen to see how you continue to feel about it i'm also keen to get my hands on it but you know that's probably going to be a while away um we might might move on and then double back if we've got time um uh i might i might i might go with with what i have been playing for the last couple of weeks please do so i finished and 100 percent completed god of war over the last couple of weeks and I think I think last time we were having this discussion, I was talking about how that game I was almost starting to wash out of it because I'd been doing all the side stuff and like nothing had sort of happened yet. Right. But I'd like finally started to push the story forward and it was revealing itself to me how like impactful and good it is over time. Um that that game has such a an incredible message, I think, and uh a and it portrays um, a journey better than I think most games have. Maybe yep. even better than The Last of Us. Right. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily think that the plot, like the actual story, like if I wrote, like if I looked up the plot synopsis of this game, I might look at it and go a bit there's like... There's just another mountain. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, <laughs> like, there's, like, it's not the best plot, honestly. Like, It's a um, simple plot. Yeah. But it's the perfect vehicle for a wonderful journey. Yep. Um, and the it's between A and B is the best part of this game. Um, B's pretty fucking good, but it takes a while to get there, and the bits in between are worth it. I think. Mm. Um. So yeah, I I don't th- I don't have a whole lot to add on this because not without getting into into spoiler stuff. Jeremy and I have been wildly disagreeing on things for the past couple of. Just, just on, on 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 aspects of the story, like we both agree the game is very, very good. Yes, and the music is the best music of last year. I disagree, <laughs> but it is good, and the game looks great. It's and incredible. We played it before, like because Jeremy's got his nice 4K telly and his nice 4K PS4, and it was so pretty. It was fine. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you grouch. Like I, th- I think the game has some of the best set pieces of the of the past few years. Yeah, totally, totally. This so, it's yeah. This game's real good. 
This game's real good. I, I really enjoy it. It has its problems. It's not great in terms of, like, gender equality and just, like... In the sense that it's very bad when it comes to that stuff. It is actually kind of actively terrible. I hope you don't like games which with women get to make decisions because yeah. none of them get to make any decisions in these games. Or with, like... Actually, that's a good fucking point. Like, have, have the, the two big games of last year both are, like, kind of backwards, hey? Yeah. Spidey did all right. But at the same right. time, it is still I mean, I was talking Spidey. about, like, Red, Red Dead. Dead. I know Red you're talking about Red Dead, but I, I, I wanted to make sure it was in there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, that Pushing is your Spider-Man agenda. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Sliding I'm, under the table. That's because he didn't win anything. Here's a 50. <laughs> Here's a 50. Give it an award. <laughs> Give it to Insomniac. Um... <laughs> It's but almost yeah, no. like it's like a problem in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this this game is really good, which is a surprise to no one. I think that that's the the end result of my playthrough. This this, this game is almost universally loved. Will you be getting God of War two when it comes out? Yes, they're they making. W- am I making God of War two? They oh baby, yeah. are they making a God of War two? Okay. The, the, they'll, they'll make a trilogy, I reckon. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like one hundred percent. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. By the time you finish that game. Um, I wonder if the what if they just finished it up in two, that would be incredible. oh that would be ballsy. I would love that. I would, I would love that. Do you do you agree with me that here we go? No no no. Here this we, this is not something we we disagree with. I'm I'm curious oh, about okay. your opinion on this. Um, do you think that it's the best way to tell a story? As in, sorry, it it is the best. What? How, how do I how do I ask this question? It is the story best told in recent years. Or whatever it is, like as in the story, the way the story has been told is the best way a story has been told in games in recent years. Yeah, um, I think it is a bold way to tell a story with the single cut camera. Um, and I'm definitely not saying it'll work for every single game because no, it wouldn't. No, um, it it necessitates a very intimate story because the you're you never leave Kratos or Atreus. Yeah, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Um, I think it's it's a great way to tell an intimate story. I don't know yeah. if like like it wouldn't work for Kingdom Hearts. Oh God, no. nothing works for Kingdom Hearts. Okay, fair enough. But like um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts doesn't work for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like it would that that sort of thing. It would work really well in The Last of Us, so long as yeah, like that like like relatively well, like longer cuts. Like you still want to be able to go between characters and stuff like that. And like maybe more cinematic cutscenes and things like that as well. But like right. it, the way the story is told with the, with the, with the one cut camera, it makes for a very intimate story, um, which is great. Like it's perfect for what they were trying to do with this game. It is like, it, it's, it is the best way to tell this story. Yeah. Okay. I want so bad Thor 4 to be this. <laughs> Thor, 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 Thor to be this, yeah. right? I want, I want, I want, a, I want a Thor movie like this story, and mm. I know it lends itself to Norse, and that's why I'm thinking about it. But holy shit, ah, that Thor's, uh, Thor's found its new identity in being light and br- bright and vibrant. I don't want that yeah. to go dark and gritty. But I want focus on a character. Like I want to see, I want to see a movie done in a style like this. You want to see the Logan version of Thor. You haven't seen Logan. Logan cuts away a lot. I'm not talking about... Okay. All right. <laughs> Logan focused on other characters, which is the okay. one downside of that movie. Anyway. <laughs> it was called Logan. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Who is this other character in my Logan movie? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this bald dude? Um, so, yeah. that. Uh, 
this is probably the last last week I'll, I'll bring up God of War. I really enjoyed all of the other stuff that was in there, but, you know, it was kind of grindy, and that works for me because I play grindy stuff. I, I had one more question just about the very end of the game, which I'll avoid being spoilery. Do you think it sets up for a sequel too much, that it lessens some of the weight of the ending? Because I, I, A little bit? Yeah, like, but I, I felt it just a little bit. I was like, it could have just cut away some of the At the same time, the it was only a little bit. It also neatly it neatly put a bow on this game. Okay. It was neatly like, oh, that's that's the end of this story, and this next game's going to start with a whole new direction. Right. Um, because the point of this story is is Kratos and Atreus growing together, bonding together as father and son. Okay. That's what I would say. And the next game is not going to be about that. Yeah. Because that is now done. It is going to be. It's gonna. There's going to be parts of that, obviously, because that's just the character dynamic at that point. But um, that's not going to be the point of the story. Which I think is a good move. Hmm. It, God of War two for Kratos to kill the only female character. God of War one. <laughs> I don't expect that to happen. I do. I don't. Okay, we'll see what happens. I will be disappointed if that happens. So will I. Yeah. When, when it happens, the, the world will be disappointed. Um, and the only other thing is, I've been playing a little bit of Dark Souls, but that's because I've been watching like YouTube runs of like co-op Dark Souls. Which has actually been really fun, and it's something What's I co-op Dark Souls. So you you know how you can summon phantoms in Dark Souls and Bloodborne? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was hoping that someone hold one side of the controller and the other person hold the <laughs> other side of the controller. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would that would be great. I'd watch that. <laughs> I've done that with some things before. It's yeah. quite fun. It'd be like Pacific Room where the, they're both like roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looks like I don't know playing those games co-op like. The game systems sort of get in the way of it because you need like resources to be able to do that, and it also opens you up for invasions the whole time. But at the same, at the same time as that, I feel like it also opens it up for for like brevity. Like you know how story and like hanging out with friends, it all sort of dilutes like the experience of a game. I feel mm. like from software games could use that, mm. and then but also the enemies get easier because mm. you yeah. have friends and stuff like that. I feel I feel like it'd be a really interesting way to play through that, um, but. The problem with doing that is that people don't actually... Like, the people who you summon to your world, they don't get to progress through their own world. Yeah, that sucks. So, like, it it only works well if you've got, like, people who have progressed way further than you and then they come in and then you're just, like, going through stuff together. Mm. So, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of caveats to that working, but looking at it, I'm like, it looks like a really fun experience. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because it's sort of something that... um, It's just such, like, a... Like a niche of a niche, you know. Like yeah. we we're talking about Dark Souls as a niche. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'd really like to. I was I was <laughs> I. That's part of why I suggested we do it for um for game spoilers because I was like maybe I can rope you guys into doing it together with all of us. That'd be really that was, fun. That but was the funniest joke you've ever made. That okay. was the 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 most quickest shutdown of a of yeah. a game club idea <laughs> I've ever seen while we've been doing this. And what if we did that? No. It was just <laughs> N-O, capitals. No full stop. It's just, that no. that's the end of the matter. None of that. None yeah. of that. So yeah, that, that's me. Um, on a completely different side of the coin, mm-hmm. um, I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah? Um, I haven't I'm played a Yoshi game before. This is my first Yoshi game. You haven't played a Yoshi yeah. game before? Yeah. You're missing out on I'm not that surprised, but I... I when I, by saying that, I, I did also grow up on a Yoshi game on the 64, yeah. so like that's uh, interesting. Um, Poor child. I like that game. Shut up. People are out to have opinions. I know. Yeah, Jeremy. I know. <laughs> I'm um, allowed to like The Phantom Menace. I am loving it. You are? Great. Yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like That's coming from 
me who doesn't like platformers. I hate platformers. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's like you like Celeste though. <laughs> Celeste was okay. I thought you loved Celeste. I never finished Celeste. Oh, you okay. two drive me insane with that. I hate that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Quick aside, continue. Um, it's really sweet and really cute and it's so charming and there's so many things where I find myself just smiling because, like, the way that they've designed the world is so sweet and gorgeous. Yeah. Like, um, what they've what they've made things out of and, like, um, it, it just it just reminds me of Little Big Planet. But, like... Right. I think they've honestly. I know Little, Little Big Planet was fucking great though, yeah. but like, <laughs> it's it's it feels different. But I I think it does lend itself to Little Big Planet a lot because I guess Little, Little Big Planet was exactly the same thing. Everything was made out of other things, like, um, and it was a platformer, and a lot of the enemies were like just like what? Yeah. What right. is that? Right. <laughs> um, which Yoshi does as well. Um, That's just a taco. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> like shit. I don't know. Like, um. I played this co-op um, with Jack as well, um, and co-op is so fun. Mm. Like, um, it does get a little bit messy on the screen, but I think that happens with all sort of co-op stuff. Yeah. Because um, it, 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 like both of you can have like eight eggs at once, and they're all yeah, like trailing right. behind <laughs> them. <laughs> That's so many eggs. <laughs> um, but it's really sweet because you can jump on each other's backs, um, oh, and right. you can like eat each other. And um, so, like one person, like if you jump on someone's back, one person throws the egg, and the other person licks. Like yeah. you're controlling it together. Um, oh right! And you can jump higher and stuff like that. Um, I I kind of wish they did something like Little Big Planet, where um, you can there's only some things you can unlock when you're playing co-op. Yeah, right. Um, but it d- doesn't do that. You can just reach things easier and mm. stuff like that. Do a little bit easier. Mm, interesting. Um, there's like one thing that I absolutely love. We all know that I. Um, and it's like for gacha, gacha games and yep. stuff like that. Yoshi has a fucking gacha mechanic. Oh my god! Um, where at the for, end, for those who do not know, oh sorry, gacha mechanic is asking like, for a friend. Uh, gacha <laughs> is like, um, what's uwu? <laughs> <laughs> Quite hey, shut up. <laughs> um, gacha is like uh, a random. How do you how the fuck do you describe this? Like, um, like a, a lu- luck of the draw kind of thing. Yeah. So like you you spend an amount of currency and you get something that may be excellent that might not be excellent and okay so a, like, like it has like when you get 100 coins in crossy road what uh, not quite eh, not not quite it's like th- usually okay. there's like things tied to what you get so like think of like any mobile game ever yeah that has like a crossy road th- like did you a, did a you play you did collect. you ever play um fire emblem heroes no not for years. long enough. No, okay. But you know how you pull cards in that by spending money and getting five and they might be great, they might not be great. Okay. Something like that, right? Okay. So Yoshi has that mechanic um, for outfits. <laughs> and like and their armor as well. So like every level, every sort of like level has a different theme. So there's like um, space or there's like uh, dessert or jungle and stuff like that. And each gashapod machine has a, like... Um, little outfits that Yoshi wears and he just holds them like with his little hands and he puts them on like on his body. So it might be like um, a milk crate or it might be like um, a coffee creamer cup or <laughs> it might be like a, like a, a lion suit, but the suit is made of cardboard. Like um, <laughs> this sounds outrageously cute. It's so sweet. And like, so a- every time you go to a new level, it's like, Oh, I wonder what's in the gachapod machine. Like I'm so excited to get a fucking like, I don't know, a lion or something. Yeah. And um, 
it's really good because that's the only way you can spend currency like there's right. no other use of the currency so like um you really like it makes you want to get all the coins so you can spend it on the thing and rather it's, than it's, mario where it's just sort of a bit like there yeah yeah and um it's it's really i kind of wish they also did like um you can like if you get a certain amount of coins you can decide if you want to use that towards health or not but like that they, it's just specifically for for the gacha yeah and um I don't know it just it just adds so much especially because it is armor as well so you have a higher chance of surviving if you mm. wear it is it just like you get an extra hit four hits the, the highest the highest quote like the highest the rarest item in the gachapon machine will give you four hits right um yeah okay cool it's really sweet and, and like it's like you know one of those things it's like oh look at look it's a fucking like i don't know what was a good one i saw the other day um I don't remember, but like they're just all like so creative, and like I don't know how people would have thought to do that. Like, um, like our our uh, final year game at at uni was a like very similar like um, crafted world, like um, yeah, arts and crafts and stuff yeah. like that. Paper um, planes and yeah, and there was a lot of stuff that we just like. It's like oh, how, what are we gonna make this out of? Like, like what is this gonna be made out of? Like, yeah. and then not being able to like think about stuff then and then seeing this game and the thought of like that times a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. I don't know. It makes it makes me want to work on card bound again because I have these all these new ideas. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um Yeah, it's it's cool. The thing I've heard the most praise from about this game is how it uses that aesthetic to like create really interesting levels. Like yeah. like you could go on like the other side of the level of the other side of like the yeah. cardboard and like at the moment I don't have uh any real reason to do that because like you don't get anything extra really you just right. find you find all the poochies it's like three pooch three or four poochies um and it doesn't really seem like it's worth it at the moment maybe right. when i finish the game and i want to keep playing it but if i wanted to keep playing it then i would just go back to the start and make sure i get all the the, the hearts or like the the, the collectibles mm. i wouldn't go back and get all the poochies like that i don't know okay um I, I, that's it's a good idea but like i, I don't know if it is for, for me, I suppose. The biggest complaint about this game I've heard, like, as I haven't played it, is, like, it seems, like, p- people said it was, like, too easy. Is it been too easy, or is it... Um, you can turn the difficulty up, I think. Right. Oh. But uh, is that just, like, make enemies stronger, or is it, like, it actually um, changed the way... I don't know. I have... I'm on, I'm on normal, and I'm, um, there's... I've died a fair few times, to be honest. Right. Especially in the later levels. But I don't know whether that's because um, I'm someone that doesn't really play platformers and isn't, like, used to it. Right, okay. Um, or because it is actually difficult. Um, okay. Yeah. No, actually, my friend's playing it as well, and, and he's saying that he's quite finding it a little bit hard. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have an issue with that. Right, okay. I think it's making it funner. Yeah. Funner, more fun. Great. Mm. Cool. It, it sounds like the se- you have the same reaction to that that I did with Mario Odyssey, mm. where I was just like smiling the entire yeah, fucking time I played that it's game. literally that. Until 999 Moons, I was just like fucking ear to ear grinning. Yeah. Um, just because it's so sweet. It's it is just like so sweet. Mm. They've done it really well. I mean, it's Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. They never really go wrong, but yeah, it's really good. And like when you play co-op, like. You can choose a different color Yoshi. Yeah, that's always the best um, part about Yoshi. And um, like, there's like I don't know, ten different versions you can choose from. They all stay at the stone. That you know how you have to collect the sunstones to be able to get five stones. Because what's his name, Mister Blue Cloak Man? Kamek. Kamek has oh, taken right. them all. 
and spread them across the worlds. Um, but they all stay back with the stone. And like, um, for, so for example, even though I played with Jack once, his character's still there and he's still wearing his like little box outfit ah! that we chose for him. <laughs> and like, he'll stay there until you want to use him again. So cute. I think that's really sweet. So, I don't know, just stuff like that. Awesome. That's good. I, I like hearing good things about games. Like that. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> no, it's just such a nice little like, yeah, know, <laughs> a nice tale. <laughs> it's making me smile. Um. Um. I got whatever else I've been playing. Yeah. How? Uh. How? How? <laughs> oh, I got so many fucking games. Yeah, I know. All right, off you go, buddy. You've All got. Right. You've got. Let's go through them. All right. So you've got a small amount of time. I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you ten minutes. Okay. So, uh, I've been playing. So most most recent game I've been playing uh, is Generation Zero. Okay. Um, I bought that game because I wanted. Why to did you buy that game? So I bought that game for two reasons. One, because when it got announced, it like the the art style of the robots and the style of like like a world like that is very similar to an artist named Simon Stahlberg, I believe his name. Um, I think that's his first name. Uh, being Simon, not Starbuck. And <laughs> they, it's absolutely, absolutely based off his artwork, even though they didn't credit him or use any of his artwork. Um, inspired by. And it's been more than inspired, I would say. <laughs> um, it's, the style of game is not quite what I wanted that game to be. Um, but. So what is the style of game? So it's a first person survival-ish game. Survival-ish. Survival-ish. I mean, there's no, like, there's no, like, uh, hunger or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, health and ammo management. And there's, like, there's other items, like, road flares. And there's, like, clothes you can find. Um, and the game is basically, like, you went on... You know the story Tomorrow When the War Began? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that story of you and your friends went on holiday and then you came back and the world was destroyed, basically. Oh. Um, but they just set you up on like the island of you've come back and the world's already been destroyed and you don't have any friends if you don't play with someone else. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Like, like so, like, I should I should also preface this by saying this is not a, like, triple-A game. This is very large, this is very much like a hard double-A, whatever that means. Like, it was a $60 purchase in Australia, which means, you know, full-price games in Australia tend to be 99 Yeah. Um. So, it's in the middle of a game that's already been existed in Come Back, come back to a remaster mm-hmm. and... A full price game. Yeah. Um and yeah, and it shows like it's pretty janky. Um, like some of the stealth stuff is pretty janky. Um some of the shooting it doesn't feel great, but it doesn't feel too bad. Mm. Um it it feels like adequate. Uh but what this game does really cool is three things. The robots are very, very cool. Um there's a lot of different style of robots and you do not want to engage with them most of the time. Right. You want to get around them and it's tense because they're not outlined like a, like a lot of games are. They're just sort of in the world and they can be anywhere. They can be in the middle of the forest. They can be on the roads. They can be near a car. A lot of the time they're near buildings but they're not in some major towns. Mm. Um, and they will fuck you up. Like they will just, they will shoot you. They will tackle you. When they tackle you, you are fucked because it takes like a quarter of your health. Right. And then you're in like this giant stagger motion and it'll run around and it'll get ready to line up and you have enough time to move out of the way. But one, if it's charging at you and you don't kill it, like it'll just knock you around. Right. Um, so it does, like the robots are very cool. The thing that it does the coolest is the world. Like the, it's like, I believe it's Russian. Um, 
and there's like no one around and you're sort of like you're in this world and there's like dead bodies of people a lot of the time um but you're like sort of wondering it feels like almost everyone was just like disappeared mm. um and it feels very cool like the rain is great like the the scene setting is very very good the game looks really good as well like yeah. uh, like surprisingly good while I was playing it um and the music is very good it's like <laughs> So the soundtrack to this game is basically like the undertones of Stranger Things. Right. Um, except it fits very, very well, especially when it's raining and it's dark and you've got a torch and you can see like some headlights up the road no. and you know it's a car um, that's just been crashed because you can't drive cars in this game. Right. But And you're like, oh, I can go loot this car, but it's dark and there might be robots around. Um, the other thing it does very cool... I forgot... Um, <laughs> I had it. I totally had it, and I just completely forgot it. Um, it'll come to me. Uh, Do you have any cons? Yeah, like like so. So the game is janky, and there's not a whole lot. It doesn't like engage with you very often. A lot of time, you're just finding out stuff that's previously happened. It reminds me like if Daisy had quests. Okay. Um, in the sense that you're just you d- you just happen to be in the world. You're not really doing anything, as far as I can tell. Um, you're finding quests of people who've written stuff down in audio logs. Um, you're not changing anything as far as I can tell. Mm. Um, this game is meant to be played with a bunch of people. Like, mm. it is a online sort of style game, sort of like 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 a Rust, or, or like probably more like a Fallout 76 right. than anything, um, except without robot NPCs. So right. there's, you're just finding quests on the ground and... Yeah, it's it seems it seems fine. It seems cool. I like that it exists. Like I I I like that a smaller team like this can make a game like this. Mm. Um, the inventory management isn't great. There are some cool out. Well, the outfits are good. The outfits are extremely good. Well, the whole aesthetic of this game is like it's super futuristic eighties, right? Sort of, yeah. So do you know um, Boston Dynamics? Yes. No. It's like it's just like a robot. University or is it just like a company? I think they're a, I think they're a division of university, yeah. like a research division. Um, um, they create all of these like high tech robots, like dogs and like yes. humans. So the, the specific that, is that the, the dog that gets? Have you seen the video? The stairs one. The one that they're kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay. that one. It's that's, that one. That's Boston Dynamics. Yeah, so that's um that that one's called Big Dog, I believe. <laughs> um, which is a good name. Big Dog. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like all of like this like the lowest form of enemies in this game they all look like that right um except with machine guns and they're very fast yeah um so like the robots feel somewhat grounded but still in like a 80s future um but yeah the outfits are like punk nerd uh rocker jock it's Mm. like super like it leans into that stuff hard which is really good yeah um yeah i don't know it's it's kind of neat like I'm, i'm glad i'm playing it I don't, okay. know, I don't know how much more I'd play. I, I wish I had people to play it with because I feel like I would have a lot more fun playing it with people because it's it's one of those games where it's like, oh, I wonder what's over here. Hey, let, let's go check this out. Oh, let's go check this out. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I, I want to have some people to do that with Um. and I don't want to play with random people because, like, fuck that. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, it's 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 neat. Um. It's got a weird name. I don't know what it, I don't know what Generation Zero means. The cover sucks. The cover's not great. Have you seen the collector's edition? Yes. That looks very cool. Yeah, yeah, like that, that. That, that looks much cooler. I don't know why they didn't like use that red black aesthetic on like the cover and make yeah. it like I don't know edgy or something. I don't know. 
I, I don't know how well the game's going to do. Um, yeah. I've seen not much talk about it. Yeah, I, the talk I have seen has been, looks good, feels crap. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. Um, I'm glad there's no like running stamina limit. because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised EB was pushing it. Because like, we had mm. yeah, it must a, been a, a lot of marketing for it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, so, I've also been playing Red Dead Online. Yeah. Um, I had the goal of trying to find the purity in that game. The purity. Have you found it yet? No. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it doesn't exist. does not exist. <laughs> uh, How long did you play? I played about five or six hours. Okay. Um, it's really boring also. Yeah. There's nothing to do. Yeah. 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 There's also no one around. Yeah. No. I didn't find anyone. No, I, I found a couple of people. people. Because no one's fucking playing it anymore because it sucks. Yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't have a good time with that. It um, reminds me a lot of GTA Online. Yeah, people like, people fucking love that. Yeah, they do. I enjoy like, that way more. I didn't. I didn't enjoy GTA Online on, on ne- my ne- own. Neither did at I. All. Neither did I. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Red Dead Online. I okay. think because I, it was easy to find someone because there's just someone in a jet shooting a city all the time. So at least <laughs> I know it's po- <laughs> at least I know it's populated. Whereas they're finding you. Yeah, there's no flying horses in this game with machine guns raining down hellfire. So yeah, like, DeLoreans. Yeah. Although you know, give it give it some time. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing... I finished Silent Hill. Uh, Silent Hill 1? With my friend. Silent Hill 1. Yeah. Um, ending of that game, not great. Ending of that game, not great. Ending of that game, not great. Okay. Uh, game sort of goes off a cliff in a way which I sort of liked and then I sort of didn't like because the final fight just sort of happens and then the game actually ends if you have the bad ending. Like, oh, right. Like, it just ends. <laughs> it just cuts <laughs> and then credits start rolling. Um... It's got the old style game issue of if you don't have enough ammo at this point, good luck finding more. You were actually fucked. You actually fucked. We had to roll back to a previous save. Oh, that sucks. Um, I'm so glad I incrementally saved in this game. Yep. Um, uh, there was one part which we enjoyed a lot, which we got to a puzzle, which we had a lot of trouble trying to figure out. The, the, the solving of the puzzle was very stupid, apart from... Uh, every now and again, the music would play the same five notes to the beginning of the Jump On It song to the part where we would forget about it and then remember it and start singing and then it would stop again and we would laugh <laughs> every 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, Silent Hill was pretty good. Um, I've also finished Pokemon. Let's well go. Uh, I'm at about 134 court. As in? Court. As in? Pokemon. As in... Multiple, multiple of the same. Yeah. Yeah, like in total. Do you have 134 different Pokemon or 134 no, no, total? Like 134 um, in my Pokedex court. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I know that because it has a number. And I'm very close to finishing that game. Yeah. Um, like like finishing, finishing. You're going to start hunting shinies? No. I don't, that, I don't care that much. Um, yeah, game's good. Like, I, I, I forgot... I forgot who the final gym boss was. And when I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's him. Uh, and I forgot how th- how much legendaries don't play into the story at all in the original games. Yeah. Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about that. I yeah. was like, when does, when does Moltres come in? When does, when they does don't. That they're in caves. Yeah, they're just they're, hanging out. Yeah, they're just there. And I remembered because I just randomly found Articuno. And I, I, was I really like, oh, like yeah. that, though, because the story, the, it's just Team Rocket, isn't it? That's just the... The team Barely even that. Really? Team I can't Rockets. remember who the bad guy is. And no, no, I mean, like, it is Team it Rocket, is, yeah. but I mean, like, they take control of one of the cities and then you sort of beat them. It's because they suck. And then you beat yeah. Giovanni later that's in a right. gym. And yeah. then he's sort of the eighth gym. That's leader, right. right. Yeah, yeah, fuck. That game is so good. Yeah, that game's really good. <laughs> They're all about Mew and Mewtwo. Yeah. 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 They're not even in the story. They're not in the game, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, whereas like comparing it to like the one I am the most familiar with, which is Platinum and Diamond and Pearl. I love that one. Uh, which is like super all about like Team Galactic going to the top of the mountain to summon like the legendaries and stuff and like, and destroy the world. Yeah, like, yeah. By the Very way, dire. Which is still really cool. Those games are great. Yeah. Um, es- especially that like dimension world. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that what I think that's only in Platinum. The Dimension World is. Yeah, yeah, I never got to play that. I only I'm played. About. No, I had Diamond, but I played Platinum more, so yeah. I don't remember what happened in Diamond. I I like it, you just get to the top, and then you beat Cyrus, and then you just catch it, and you oh, sort of boring. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. But like, w- like what I wanted to get about get out with comparing it to those ones is that there's like the story, which links into the three Lake Pokemon. In the lake Pokemon, yeah, yeah, like that's a, right. especially Misspurt and trying to catch Misspurt because they keep stealing them or something, right? Well, no, because because they, they keep like running away and like you keep hearing like Misspurt's calls throughout the game, mm. but you're like not sure what it is. Um, you know what is a good game that has this Pokemon in it? Mystery Dungeon, yeah, yeah, Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> Blue Rescue Team is and Red is so good. It is, it yeah. is good. I, I, God, remake those next, please. Nah, that just make a new one. I don't want them to remake it. I want They'll fuck it. They'll do it all 3D. Purple Mystery Dungeon. I think it'll be fine 3D. Like no, but like think about think about how good Let's Go looks. Let's go. Yeah, no, but I don't, I don't want a Mystery Dungeon in that style. The charm of Mystery Dungeon is its art style. It's not just its style. No, it's not. But also, it is a big charm. It, it is it is a big part of it. I like the, like I like the new one, Super Mystery Dungeon. Like I thought that was like quite quite a good one, especially comparing it to um fucking sh- infin- what are the, sh- uh, the gate of infinite gates into infinity whatever yeah. the fuck it was called um whatever, yeah because th- i don't know but like uh, the art style like it just it was very off-putting right okay for me like when i w- play mystery dungeon game i want to play with the sprites and stuff so i don't know i thought the same about like x and y and sun and moon until i saw let's go and then I was like, if they use that style as opposed to x and y which is very much like a what if pokemon but also real people yeah. I trust them, I think, is what I'm trying to yeah. get at. You don't trust them? No. You don't trust like that? I don't trust like that. So, final game I'm playing is a game called Feather, mm-hmm. um, which you've got review codes for. Um, game's really nice. It's, it's very pretty. It's just, it's a game. So, Jerry and I both got codes. June's got one too, actually. Um, and uh, just it, an exploring you, you play game. as like an eagle or a hawk. I don't know which. A bird. Um, yeah, big bird. Big hunter bird, you'd fly around. Play as big bird, fuck. Yeah, (laughs) I can't believe they got that license. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Trimmed down a lot though. Yeah, not so big. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He just goes by bird now. (laughs) (laughs) So you play as a bird and you like fly around the world. Yeah. That's a little bit. The end. It's like it's. It's it's a very small game. Um, the world is bigger than I thought it was going to be. Mm. There's a lot to explore. Like there's like caves and stuff. Did you go in those? Yeah, no, I, I've seen some and like birds can't go in caves. It's all about exploring. Are you talking about like, bats? No, birds. Birds can't go in caves. They've got wings. No. <laughs> no, they don't. No. Birds die when they see darkness. Did they you can't fly in the dark. It's not very dark. When you were playing, did you see anyone else? No. Ah, okay. Like it's it's cool when you see someone else. It's like. I got the same feelings of when I saw someone else in Journey. Journey. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, again, like, similar to Journey, you've got a button which is like, <laughs> I took a screenshot because oh! it was funny because it's like, press X to tweet. And yeah. I was like, mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, you just like make bird noises. And so I like, I was playing with my girlfriend and she found like three other birds. Yeah. And she was just like, like they're all flying around in like circles all just tweeting. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is pure. That is cool. 
um, good good pure gameplay. Gaming is good actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I got just I had I I used uh, the Switch code for it and I was pretty disappointed by the performance of it. Yeah, it doesn't run great on the Switch. I uh, and so honestly, I just didn't give it that much of a chance. Right. Um, I saw what they were trying to do and I was like, I get it, but it's this isn't seamless enough to the point where I'm actually like relaxing and enjoying the space. I'm just like. Oh, it's jogging. It's so slow. All right, now we're back out of it. Yeah, like it's... I wouldn't mind the low frame rate if it was just like consistent at least. Yeah. Um, But it's... it Like it, the consistency is very, very varying. Yeah. And I had this really weird audio bug where I was like... I had to like reset the tutorial because it like went offline halfway through the first time I was going through the tutorial. So I had to like reset it. And then it did this weird like... Audio bug like... Oh, you didn't... Did you unlock guns? <laughs> just don't know. Maybe that's how they reset the tutorial. Yeah. They just kill my bird. It's like, it's like GTA Online. <laughs> Imagine like a big hawk with like a holster with like machine guns on, yeah. on its back. Like You know that exists except it's not a hawk. It's an eagle and it's like garbage American painting. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen those? I don't think so. They're there's, very bad. There's a, there's, a, there's a boss like that in Enter the Gungeon actually. It's quite funny. That's very good. Uh, so yeah. That's the seventeen fucking games I've been playing in the past three weeks. Yeah, you've been you've been doing quite well for doing that, considering you're also doing uni and work. Yeah, and sick. Yeah, <laughs> it's like p- pick pick one of those to be good at. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with June's question corner. Do we want to ask the question first? Hey, I'm the one that decides where that goes. Um, well, I'm asking you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll ask a question and y- y'all can think about it, and then um, we'll come back. So, what's the question? <coughs> corner. That's not your name. That's not my name at all. <laughs> um, all right, I've got two, but I think I'll ask. You can ask two if you want. Boom, no, boom, I need boom, to save one boom, for next week. Boom, 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 boom. Do you have a lot of them? Yeah, I do, but they whittling them, whittling them down. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the fucking mother music from the Smash Brothers stage. No, it doesn't. A little that bit. one's like... No, not that. No, no, the other stage. Can we can we not talk about Smash Brothers in my question corner? Yeah, that one. That music gives me fucking scary. Gives me scary. Smash Brothers gives me scary. Um, all right. If you had to recommend a game to someone that has never played games before, what would you pick? And we'll be right back. And we're back with the. Minimap. Oh, why do we do this every time? Because I think it's funny. <laughs> We're here in June's question corner. Is this the bit? <laughs> the bit oh, sorry, I, was I forgot we about. don't do bits. We don't yeah. do bits here, Carrie. Sorry, just bites. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what what are we doing in the corner, June? Crying. Oh no. That's if you had to do. recommend a game to someone that has never played games before, what would you pick? i.e. your mother, not mother. I've game. told you that story about, I think I've told that story about how mum blew my mind like a couple of years ago by saying, I miss playing Mario Kart. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you played Mario Kart? I was like, yeah, when you guys went to bed. I was like, what? That's really cute, Pretty actually. <laughs> betrayal. Is that your answer? No. Okay. What was your answer? My answer is Flower. Okay. By that game company. Yeah. Uh, the reason is because the controls you can just use, um, you can use the six-axis motion controls, which is 
Like, it's not great, but, like, if you just want to, like, loosely yep. go around the world, that's fine in a really open-ended game. Um, but you can also use a stick as well. Um, also, but, but mainly because that game is simple, pretty, has emotions. Um, the end, I think. Like, it's, it's, such a, it's such a neat little package in and of itself that yep. you don't... You can enjoy if you've played a hundred games, or you can enjoy if it's your first. I think. Yeah, mm. I, I think I've. I think I mentioned on the podcast before that that game was the first game that was like, oh, games can be something more than just like Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> You're like twelve year old self, like, oh, yeah. No, it was literally like I, I read it in a magazine. Like that's like the level of like, this sounds great. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, I want to buy this game, which you plays flower petals, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you guys? Mm. You go first. Uh, I have two. One of them being Journey. Yeah, mine's Journey. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll just talk about Journey because I'll talk about yeah. my, my other one. Uh, um. Yep. Yeah, go. Florence. Ooh. Oh. Yep. 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 We yep, should yep, say. Yep. We should also say a big congratulations to Florence for winning. Oh yeah. BAFTA, ba- by the BAFTA. way. BAFTA. BAFTA winning Florence. Big old BAFTA. This is the <laughs> second <laughs> or third BAFTA. game that now uh, Ken has won. Second or third BAFTA that Ken has won now or something. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. That I did I did briefly think about Monument Valley, although that game gets quite hard, so I didn't r- include it. But that is another... Yeah, yeah like, game. Like, that game is more of like a straightforward puzzle, whereas Florence, I think, is just like one of the most accessible, oh, great stories. So relatable like, yeah. to almost everyone. Yeah. Hmm. We've, we've spoken about Florence in length on the podcast before. We have a whole podcast on, dedicated to Florence. Yes, on the Game Spoilers podcast, episode number... Four? Something. Just, oh, edit, nah, just, just okay. edit, edit it in afterwards. I was going to say insert here, and then I'm like, I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Episode number, and then Microsoft Sam. Four. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, June, talk to me about Journey. Journey, I guess it's in the same same deal as Flower. Like, oh, it's the same people. It's, yeah, but I mean, like, in terms of um, having a story, but also not being, like, too heavy mm. and, uh, like, evoking emotions without anything... But yeah. like one button, like two buttons. Like, mm. um, I think I, I like I get it a lot with those kind of games where it's like, like when we were playing Abzu the other day, it's like, yeah, fuck video games, like yeah. <laughs> video games, <laughs> just like, like the they can do so much, and I think like um, it, it, showing someone that maybe only perceives video games as something violent and like yeah, just yeah. shooting people, like shooting stuff, like um, like Prince Harry. What? I know. Does he, is what? Sorry, there's a news thing about it. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Speaking of irrelevance. <laughs> no one said that. He said that. Keep I'm going. sorry I interrupted. That was rude. <clears throat> um, and showing that, that games can be this like beautiful piece of art. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say something like that. Yeah. Mm. I feel like... I don't know. I, I feel a little bit robbed of Journey because I didn't buy it or play it when it came out and then I watched the like Rooster Teeth like game time with because I was watching their like game times where it was like Bernie and one of their employees talk about life before Rooster Teeth and like all that right. stuff and they were doing it, it it was the one they were doing with Ray as he was leaving right okay on Journey right and so I, I saw all of Journey with two chuckleheads talking about like Achievement Hunter and like <laughs> dick jokes and stuff like that so that was that was always a bit and I, I also played it in class with with um with our class when we were right, doing, yeah. sorry when we were doing um our narrative unit at AIE um yeah and i think like journey also like you know like we just like the, the the story that follows after my flower story is 
when Journey came out, I was like, hey, Dad, can I buy this game? And he's like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's about, like, you know, like, it, it doesn't have, like, a defined story. It's just, like, about this character that goes on a journey. He's like, it doesn't really sound, like, much. And I'm like, it's made by the, and I'm like, it's made by the people who made Flower. He's like, oh, okay, I'll get it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was like, even he got it by that point. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, nah, this is, this will be something. Yeah. I remember, because I was, I was always, I was just one of those, you know, kids at school where it was, like, you know, I played video games. Um, and I'd had, I had like other nerdy friends who didn't play as like many video games. And so there was this one, I remember this, this one good friend of mine went over to his house at some point and we were talking about playing something. And then um, his mum was like, oh, have you played this video game? It's called uh, Journey. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I've heard really good things about it. And it's like been really accessible. And like, and so that was this like, that was like her into that conversation with yeah. me. And she like talked to me about Journey. So that, that was really cool when that happened. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Like I could, say the word journey to my mom and she would she would remember what i'm talking about yeah um because she watched me play i think most of that game yep um it's nice that you have parents that are engaging in that kind of stuff yeah like uh, like mom and i like at like the very beginning of firewatch mom and i made the decision at the beginning together mm. um because she was like this game looks kind of neat um firewatch is really neat it is really neat. Well, I, I, ha- I, have an, I, I have another question for next week that i will answer that with Right, that'll be my answer for next okay. week. Ooh. But you can think about the questions. Spoilers. Mm. What is the first game made by Kendo by Campo Santo? <laughs> Santo Campo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Watch fire. Damn it. Yeah. I, I kind of wish like the, like, I guess I thought of this question because I was thinking about, um, if mum, like what would I show to my mum? Yeah. Um, and like this is something that I've like wanted for a long time that mum never really gives me. It's like whenever I'm playing a game, she'll leave the room. Like she, oh, she doesn't, flat out. yeah, she, oh. I mean like she doesn't have anything against it. She's just not interested. Yeah. And like, she doesn't really, she's it's not like, interested in me. Um, like I try to talk to her about it and stuff like that, but she, she just doesn't, she doesn't really care. It's like, you're talking about the cricket. Yeah. To like, if someone's talking to you about the cricket. I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> my dad, Talks to me about the cricket, and I don't leave the room. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not saying anything against my mom. I think mom and I have very different um, likes and interests. Mom's very like academic based, and I'm more creative, so it's very right. um, cut and dry, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Dad's the same. I, don't know. I just, I just like if I ha- if I had to get mom to sit down to play a game and make her sit there and play it mm. to understand what I'm talking about and how games can evoke such emotion, like it would be Journey, I think. Mm. Yeah, like my parents are both pretty old. Like dad's sixty something, and mum's like sixty this year. And uh, yeah, like I think it's kind of interesting that they sort of get a lot of games, sort of more than just based on face value. Like mm. I mean, like they understand like COD and stuff, and like they like don't care about that. Yeah. Um, but like you know, dad beat Ratchet and Clank before I did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He bought Shadow of the Colossus. Like, I didn't pick that game. He picked that game for him. Yeah. Um, and then made me walk out of the room when you stab the Colossus and blood comes out. Because he was like, you're too young for this. <laughs> um, and Such a sweet boy. Uh, yeah, like, like mum bought the DS because she wanted to play brain training. Yeah, right. That's and, so valid. That's um, the most valid thing I've ever heard. Yeah, like, mum bought the Wii mm. and then was like, hey, I bought this thing for us to play. And then she bought, the like, the Wii Fit. Like, she, like, she would buy and play games for... Her as well as me. Oh, that's so neat. Um, same with dad. Like dad, like dad bought all the Ratchet and Clanks even when I was buying Ratchet and Clank. So yep. we share, we have multiple copies of the same game mm. because he bought it and I also bought it separately. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, like every now and again, Dad will message me like, hey, can I borrow your PlayStation so I can play the new Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's... Good life choices. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like, you know, thinking back to like when mum, you know, mum went through the 80s and through like arcade games as well. Right. So, like, there is some of some mom, connection of mom, mom used to Mum talks, we used to talk about it all the time how she used to go to the arcade and play like Space Vaders and shit. Yeah. Um, I guess they never just trans- translated into recent games though, mm. I don't know. I mean, like, there was still, like, 20 years of them not playing games until me. Like, they never bought a Nintendo or never bought, like, a PlayStation original or anything. Anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent. No, that's the question corner. We were in the corner. That's fine. This is where the... Discussions happen. Exactly. Thank you for saying This is where the discourse arrives. Mm -hmm. Um, At the question station. I feel like I was going to say something. Was it Firewatch? What is no. Firewatch? The question of 2017. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should ask. Maybe I should ask the question for next week now, so you can think about it. Maybe is that's it, maybe it, that's how it, we should do it. Is, is it heavy? Is that the new format? Me, yeah, maybe we should make that the new format, so you have a that's week to think bad. about it and come with an answer. That's not bad. Yeah. Should we do that? Do it then. We can okay. try it. We can try it. I All mean, right. don't forget we record bi-weekly, not weekly. But I keep saying, sorry, you know what I mean. Everyone knows what I mean. Everyone knows my name. Okay. Along the same lines. Now you all know my answer though. I might change it. I might change it within the week. Okay. Um, if you had to recommend a game to someone that perfectly describes you as a person, what game would that be? I don't mean your favorite game. I mean, what game um, would you... Like, everything that sums up you, if that makes sense. So, a game that represents you. Not your taste, but you. I guess... I suppose so. Not of all, because like, that'd be a terrible father. So some someone that you would be like, what's what's it sort of like, like what? Uh, give me one game that like yeah, like it describes you as a person. Wow, wow, oh yeah. God. I'm glad we I'm have the extra yeah. room. Figure that out. <laughs> dooley, dooley. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I've got it. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, because I thought about like, oh, that's perfect. Is it Shadow of the Colossus? No. Interesting. Yeah, it's Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um. Anyway, you have two weeks. Thanks, June. You're welcome. See you back here in your question corner mm. in two weeks, mm-hmm. but also for the rest of this podcast. If anyone's listening, you can write down what your answer is. Yeah, you can comment it on our website on minimap.com.au under the uh, under the under the ep- the episode page. There's comment sections. Okay. It's okay. I'm it's all right. sure. Jeremy was very concerned. Do I, <laughs> I enable that? It's there. Oh yeah, because I keep getting fucking emails like, "Yeah, would you like to approve this comment?" And it's like, "Wow, I like this article. You should go on this website to lose some weight." <laughs> like, uh, well, if the, if any of the spammers are listening to this, we'd like to hear from you too. But you know, maybe mm. it's like your words and not your spam. Okay, so we're going to talk about just some some news items from the last couple of weeks. Um, we've got got a couple. Um, and one of them sort of builds off what we were talking before, but I th- the one that I really want to um, broach and sort of discuss some of the details of was uh, there was an article that came out, uh, I think at the start of the week, um, from Kotaku by Jason Schreier, as always, there's all these articles. The weekly are... Jason Schreier yeah. <laughs> section of the, of the podcast. Uh, it's called What Went Wrong With Anthem, mm. which is pretty, it's a damning headline. Mm. And it's a damning article. It's an even more damning article, honestly. Yeah, it is like reading that article, you go through and you're like, oh my God. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's abuse or anything like that. It's not like we're reading like, like 
allegations of like like humane crises or anything like that. But no. it is a, well, it is a story about there are aspects of that. Yeah, no, totally. It's a story about a studio that's stuck in crunch and was directionless and without leadership and being forced to make decisions by higher ups because it looked good and it wasn't what they had intended and stuff like that. So it's it's like honestly, I'm I'm mentioning it now. I'm going to read a few quotes from it. I'm going to talk about a few things from it, but if you're interested in it at all, honestly give it a read. Now, the read might take you 2 yeah, hours. Yeah, be, be warned. I tried I started reading it and realized it's 11,000 words. Yeah, it took me 3 days. Um Yeah. But I've been reading for three days. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It took me literally like 57 hours. Yeah. Um, No, it didn't. But um, honestly, it's worth the read. If you you care about the industry, if you care about Bioware, Mass Effect at all, Dragon Age. um, Anthem. Or what happened to Anthem. It's it's a fascinating read. So I've picked a few things out. Um, I mean, it also like... While you're going through that, it also reminds me similarly of what of some things was. Blah, blah, blah. It also reminded me of stories that came out of Destiny to an extent. Really? I mean, in the sense of like, you know, they had to make decisions to appease, to, to appease higher ups when they didn't want to. They had to like. Right, right, right. Like gut stuff. I feel like for that specifically, I feel like that's just how the world works. Like in a it sense, is. but also like there was. Especially in EA, um, yeah. a lot of the higher ups are morons, oh. and they don't understand a lot of what actually goes on. Which is why Andrew Wilson makes like a billion fucking dollars every year, yeah. and they're cutting stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to jump into a couple of these. I've just I've just grabbed a few uh, choice articles. Um, so I didn't start at the start because it starts with a sort of long story about E3 and all this stuff. So. Uh, the first article I've got is um, the first chunk I've got here. It says, perhaps most alarming, it's a story about a studio in crisis. Dozens of developers, many of them decade-long veterans, have left Bioware over the past two years. Some who have worked at Bioware's longest-running office in Edmonton talk about depression and anxiety. Many say they or their co-workers had to take, quote, stress leave. This was so upsetting to read. Yeah. Yeah. Especially this bit. Like, the the fact that, like, they had designated, like, People would just like leave for like a month, yeah, just to like get better. Yeah, some of them might come back, some of them didn't come yeah. back. Yeah, it's like that's that's abhorrent. It it really is. No working place should have conditions where it is common that people are feeling worse about themselves as people, as human beings, because of what they're being paid to do. Yeah, like nothing is worth that. Um, it it it's it's yeah no it it's truly awful. I think I think, um. It's hard too because you can you can see the effects of that through basically since Mass Effect Three finished, right? Because um, yeah. it's like that was sort of had direction, and then Inquisition. Um, I'm going to talk about it here again in a moment, but um, like Inquisition, it lots of people liked it, but a lot of people had problems with it. Um, and then Andromeda came out two years ago, and wow, yeah. it was just such... such From Bioware, it was the type of failure I didn't think was possible from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a shame, you know? Because you don't want to see anyone, like, fail like that. It was a failure. Yeah. Um, and it was a studio that fell from such graces, like, such high... Like, such a high standard of game. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad... Um, not glad, but, like, I'm kind of almost lucky that they had, like, this cushioning of, like, 
Inquisition was good, but it was also just okay. Yeah. Like, it sort of fall like uh, Andromeda was shit, but it didn't like, you know, just drop from 12 stories. It dropped from maybe five, like, or totally. Eight, it, like, it was, it was people, there were still people vouching for Andromeda saying, Hey, the story's there when you get to it. Yeah. And, like they've updated it now. Like it wasn't the worst thing. You're right. It was sort of like a gradual, like falling down, like big steps rather than like yeah. off a building. I <laughs> mean, like, yeah, the fall was like pretty massive, but like with, I mean, the, with the Dragon fall- Age coming out beforehand, I mm. think. Mm. Yeah, I think, but also is the fall is they went from a trilogy which was hailed as one of the best science fiction trilogies in games to we're stopping production on this IP and putting everything else of this IP on pause. I know, like that yeah. is like such a, dra- you know, like even just like we're we're stopping all production of DLC. Yeah, like that is like we are done with this. Like yeah. we are not even going to spend any more time or money on this project. Yeah, we're just going to move on to the next thing and hope it's better than this, which is such a, like big business move to make of like like cutting our losses immediately because we don't even want to salvage it yeah totally it was it was rough um so this next segment i've got here it says um so they say it which is um anthem uh it was mostly built over the course of its final year which led to lengthy crunch hours and lots of exhaustion and i'll just have destiny yeah yeah totally and i'll just put in the middle of this as well that um they were saying this game had a six or seven year development that's fucked. It is fucked. Like, and like four or five of it was all pre-production. How can yeah. you how can you make a game like that in a year? I know. I, I don't think you can. No, you can't. Know. Obviously you can't. But like, I don't know how I would make that game in in seven years. Like if yeah. I wasn't in pre if I If I was running a studio and I had a game like that in production for seven years, I wouldn't be able to make that. Like that, mm. that shit's hard. Like no matter how many people you've got, that is hard. Um... So, uh, this, this paragraph continues. It says, um, someone, uh, there's a quote here. Some of the fine, some of the people in Edmonton were so bur- burnt out, said one former Bioware developer. Quote, they were like, we need a Dragon Age Inquisition to fail in order for people to realize that this isn't the right way to make games. It's bad. And then it won Game of the Year awards. Yeah. It was yeah. sort of the opposite of what they needed. It, it was like... What else? What else came out that year though? Because I feel like Dragon Age like wasn't anything so incredible. It was twenty fourteen, I think, which was one year after the PlayStation and the Xbox launched. So yeah, it was sort of like in a drought of games. That was in the middle of all the remaster nonsense. Yeah, lots of like Borderlands, Hands of Jack collection, and so Destiny, Titanfall, The Crew. What else was in contention? In, in contestant? In uh, contestant? Mi- middle Earth, Shadow of contention. War. That's it. For game of the year, I'm not sure. That was one of those quiet years. It was the year after that where everything really picked up. There sort of hasn't been a quiet game of the year discussion since um, 2015. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, 2016 was a bit quiet, but um, yeah, no, 2014 was was a quiet year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's such a shame. It it there's this tweet that um, uh, Jason Trias has been very active on Twitter about this since uh, the post. Um, and he said that he's received many people's comments uh, who work at other AAA studios. And the, the general quote is, um, replace EA for insert company here. And the situation is exactly the same. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. I mean, for any AAA, like large company. So we could be talking any of the first party Sony studios, you know, Sony Santa Monica. I just talked about God of War, how incredible that game is. Who knows 
Like theoretically, the conditions you want to think they've been good, but who knows? I mean, like it, it they do crunch there. Like it, that is that is talked about. Yeah, totally. It's the same thing happens at Naughty Dog. Yep. Um, and then you know, moving out from that, what's the kind of crunch on on Call of Duty titles each year? Mm. What's what's the turnover I mean, on staff at 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 Infinity Ward or Treyarch or um I mean, or it, Sledgehammer when when their when their release year comes around? Like it was enough that they cut the story mode out of Black Ops Four. Yeah, which, right. Which, which you know, no matter what they say, that did exist at some point. Yeah, like that that did exist, and they cut it. Yeah, it's it's really alarming. Honestly, it's a, it's an alarming look at what the industry is going through, um, and what and what the industry f- feels is normal mm. um, to create these games and these masterpieces that we love so much. Um, there's this one term that they use called uh, Bioware magic. Yeah, this is this is the part that really like made me like like angry like yeah. I, was, I was very angry when i started hearing about this stuff. it's this sort like of every fucking sorry like every every yeah. like part of this article it, it just makes me say like everything everything like every paragraph is like what the fuck what the yeah. fuck yeah. what the fuck what? Yeah. like just every time everything i read like it's just, I, I couldn't believe it yeah yeah totally there's this um there's all these um paragraphs that pertain to a lack of direction and how People would go into meetings, they'd talk about something, and then they'd leave with no answers. Yeah. Because no one stepped up to make the decision. And it's like, we we did a, a short advanced diploma course. And part of our role sometimes was to be producers as designers. And, like, there would be times where I made the... We, we, like, I in my group projects would have to make a call. It would be like, hey, like, we can't just spin our wheels. We've got to have a, a game in, like, yeah. four weeks. Let's Come on. So, like, we're just going to do this. And if it sucks, then we'll know and we'll be able to fix it. Like, like you, at times you just need to, you need to do something before you can fix it yeah. rather than just waiting for the answer. Um, and I, I, it's hard to believe that they were still having those struggles. A big, a big company like, like Bioware not having a competent, like a producer or a couple of producers yeah. that can make final decisions. Mm. I don't know. I know. It's really concerning. So, so this, um, this Bioware magic thing, um, uh, it sort of pertains to this blind faith that, um, oh, it's all a bit rough, but it's okay. We'll find the fun and we'll make it work and we'll have a release date and we'll get it there. And that's the Bioware magic. Yeah. So why? Because it happened on... It happened with Mass Inquisition. Effect. happened with Mass Effect. 3 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, that it's, like, sort of, like, branded with their name. It must happen, like, every game. Mm. you got to think. So, this, this, this quote here sort of sums up the, the, the pitfall of, uh, of this term. Um, so, quote, by the end of 2016, Anthem had been in some form of pre-production for roughly four years. So, that... Well, it must have come out... They, this team must have started working on it straight after Mass Effect 3. Uh, so, quote, after this much after this much time... Yeah, sorry. After this much time in a more typical video game development cycle, it would have been... It would have entered production, the point in a project when the team has a full vision of what they're making and can actually start building out the game. Some who were working on Anthem say that's when they started feeling like they were in trouble, like the game was screwed, like they would soon have to face the same sort of last-minute production crunch that their co-workers were suffering on Mass Effect Andromeda. Yet word came down from leadership that everything would work out. It was time for Bioware magic. Excuse me. It's so fucked. It's like, oh no, it's okay. There's problems, but it'll work out. Just work really hard for us, will you? Like, it's, it's working harder, not smarter. Which is an incredibly dangerous thing to do when you are a company responsible for literally hundreds of workers who all need direction. You can't have 
a coordinated team working on something to create something cohesive and impressive and like something greater than the whole of its parts if you're just trying to brute force it by keeping everyone back and making yeah. them oh it's it's horrendous it's horrendous and there's there's this there's this anecdote they put in there about how um they had to make Patrick Sodelin at one point who was the then executive um played like a one Christmas demo they had one year um I can't remember which one it was but like 20 I think it was the year before they announced it so it must have been the 2016 um and um he said this is not the game that was promised to me or something like that and so they said they entered a six-week period of crunch for Patrick Soderlund basically to convince him that this is that it was improving that this was a good concept of the game and it was all this stuff and they threw in rough concepts like the flying and stuff like that that they didn't have because they just needed something different Mm. and as soon as he saw it he was like that was awesome show me again it was like all this stuff and it was like it was (laughs) apparently the team knew what they were making only after they saw the E3 demo. That was the defining moment of the Ugh. game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I feel like we needed to talk to. Um, again, like, go read Jason's article because it it's... Not only is it fascinating and a, a good story, but it's also an indictment on our industry, I think. And I think it's it's going to be a watershed moment in one shape or another going forward. Yeah. I mean, like he also did, he did a follow-up article in the New York times mm. um, talking about how a much shorter one. <laughs> yes. A much shorter article. Um, talking about how like video game, like making video games is not like a dream. Yeah. Um, sort of idea. And it's like, I, I feel like a lot of the higher ups in this year is because like it's on them. It's on the people that are like, it's, it's you know it's, it's on people like the oh, who are the Red Dead Brothers again? What's the name again? What uh, the Dan the houses the houses yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. similar to the houses where like you know they expect people to be at the workplace even if they're not doing work. You know it's it's mm. it's this idea of like you need to be like you need to just keep doing stuff. Yeah, like you need to be devoted to this company. Yeah, yeah. and you need to like keep doing things to make sure that whatever happens at the end is what is like it like is worth it and as if there is anything in the world that is worth putting some of these workers through something like this like as if there's as if suffering for your art is what you need to be doing yeah um when all it is is showing a clear lack of managerial skills compassion and common sense about running something which makes a product for people to buy yeah because Turns out, if you do this enough, it'll fucking ruin everything. <laughs> and, you know, like, a company like EA, I'm sure, is not very happy with the idea of unionization in the workforce, in the games industry, becoming a more prevalent thing that people are talking about. Yeah. Um. So, I hope that they are scared of that, and I hope that they decide to give their workers more rights and I hope that they unionize so that they can have some stake in having a good, clear peace of mind while working at something which they all... I'm sure everyone there loves to make games and loves games. Yep. Like, yep. you don't get into an industry like making games unless you really do love it. Absolutely. and Because it's a tough gig. It is so tough and it is so competitive. And the, the idea that the some of the most beloved games are made by, like... 
tears and like mm. you know moments of like self doubt and, and like broken relationships and like like mental breakdowns and stuff. It's like it it is heartbreaking that that happens. Yeah. Um and. You know, I'm I'm not saying it should be easy, but I'm saying it should be viable because it's not. It like, shouldn't be this hard. Like, like it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like this at all. Like it it's you know the amount of people that are losing their jobs at the moment mm. is one of the like the most worrying signs, especially with how competitive and how much some of these workers are willing to go through to work in the industry like this. Totally. Like, I'm glad we didn't have to report on layoffs again this week. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like every time we come back and, and talk, yeah. it's always like, well, it's either it, a company has fired a bunch of people or we've yeah. heard about crunch culture again. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it beca- it's because last podcast we talked about the layoffs EA put out. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's because we've already spoken about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And, you know, imagine all the people that went through all of this crap and all of this, like, mental distraught. For Anthem to be garbage. For Anthem to be not very good and then to be laid off. Yeah. 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 Like, Fucking hell. What's oh the point? Oh, my God. Right? It's like, at, at some... Like, no wonder the burnout for the games industry is so so low. Yeah. Um, like age, I should say. Burnout age. Right, okay. Um, not like, the burnout rate is very high and yes. the burnout age is very low. <laughs> um yeah. Not good. No, no, it's not good. I um, They can be better. Absolutely. And they should be better. And that's the thing with all of these stories. I always you want should the, unionize. Yes. I, I always want the best for all of these studios and all of the people working for them. Um I feel like that should be sorry, I feel like that should be our like under every like a minimap description, it's just like you need to know the games industry. Yeah, <laughs> just like in brackets underneath. Yeah, listen to my mixtape. <laughs> Gameworkersunite.com. Here's my SoundCloud. Sorry, Kerry, go on. No, it's okay. I I, I think I think we've, we've we've spoken to it. Um, but yeah, I just I'm sick of being disappointed. Yeah, and you know, like even if even if you are someone you don't care about workers, and all you care about is the end product at the end of the day. It makes it a bad product. The games are going to be way how you, better. How do you enjoy something when you know that people have suffered over it? Yeah, I mean, like, that was one of the things that I, like, I keep on thinking about about Red Dead whenever I go yeah. back and play it. It's like, you know, if these testicles didn't move, would someone get have to go home that night? I know, how many weeks of work was that? Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying don't put details in your game. I'm saying make it a thing that people get Budget to go home. Budget your time better. Yeah. yeah. So you can put testicles that shrink in, in the weather and not have someone... Yeah, like you know. Bi- Bioware being a, a game that is designed with a bunch of things just sort of thrown together is not on the designers. It's on the managers for not yeah. allowing it to be a game that was designed effectively. Absolutely. It's a failure of management more than anything else. And I'm sure the, he- the heads of EA are feeling it because I hope they never have to... I hope they never are allowed to mutter the phrase Bioware magic ever again. Oh, I know. What a it, It's such a dehumanizing thing that a studio has some sort of ability to do something as if it's not the people inside the studio. Exactly. As if it's not the dozens of hours of overtime making it happen. Yeah. Ah. Very disappointing. Good work as always, Jason. Thank you for doing the work that um I think really needs to be done in this industry. Um so sort of moving on from that, uh, and we, we 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 touched on it before, but there's also been this growing uh, conversation over the last couple of weeks since Sekiro's launch about, um, and this happened the last time a From Software game came out, which was, I think that was Dark Souls 3 in 2016. 20, yeah. Because um, it was the year after Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, it's this conversation on whether Souls games, difficult games, should have an easy mode. And... Um, 
the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's sort of it's it's been rolling on and on. It's been developing and um, it really hasn't stopped. No, it hasn't, and and it didn't it hasn't burned out. It it has changed and developed and turned. People have finally stopped talking about it as games should have an easy mode and get good. Like let's stop being the two sides to more games should have more options for accessibility so that anyone can play and enjoy these mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. however they would like to or however they can if perhaps it is difficult for them. Um, it's been really interesting. I didn't expect the next From Software game to turn into um, a discourse about like accessibility, I guess. I, 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 I haven't expected yeah. that. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, how, how, how's your... Um, what is what has been your 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 take on this June? I don't know where I stand. I mean, on one side of the coin, like yeah, like that that's accessibility is like super important. But like, I don't play from software games because I know that it, they're hard and I know that I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm. And I feel like they are catered so specifically to people that do enjoy them. Mm. I don't know. I feel like at this stage. The the concept of like a from software game being hard is like it's almost like it's it's one big mechanic. Is it being hard? Yeah, totally. Um, like it's the point. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I, I I mean, they literally called it Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition. Yeah, it's kind of like if you there's so many games in the world. Yeah, there's so many games in the world that you can play and have fun and are accessible. Mm-hmm. Just play a different game. Right. right. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I, I don't have any desire to play a From Software game. Right. Because I don't enjoy those games. And I don't think they should make a different version of the game to be accessible to me. Okay. Right. Okay. Interesting. You're just like, no, that's not for me and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. People like different things. I mean, I I do I understand like well you know like there there it, it is very important for accessibility in games, um, especially for people that physically can't play those type of games. Yeah. But like, and it, it, I, I don't in terms of like difficulty level, I think it's a little bit different. I'm not sure. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I um I when I think of this, I think immediately of Celeste's assist mode. Yeah. Um, which I think is the best implementation of this sort of thing that I've seen where um, Celeste is hard. That is a difficult game. Like, no ifs, ands, or yep. buts about it. Sorry. No, it's okay. I don't know. I don't know if you can compare Celeste to a, a Soulsborne game. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's there. Like, Souls, like Soulsborne games are more um, punishing than Celeste is because Celeste, you, you're really quickly respawning. It's okay. Um, but the, the it... Both of those games feed into the idea of this is the way the designers made the game. You're, you're doing... You're, it's it's like this for a reason, so you can overcome it. And that's the whole point. So yeah. anything else would be against that. Like, Would you would you call like something like Binding of Isaac or something like um, Super Meat Boy the same as a Soulsborne game? Because that's, that's how I lump Celeste in. Right. Your watch is so loud. My watch is really <laughs> loud. You, 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 that's a really good question. Um, I feel like they're different. I don't know. I don't know if you can compare them. I, I, I think they are. They are definitely different in some ways. I think they have areas where you can compare them, though, where it is about artistic vision and it is about overcoming difficulty because that's the point. Yeah. Um. And the, the, what what Celeste does with its assist mode is it is it says to you, 
we've designed this to the way that we think it should be played. We think this is the best way to play our game. That said, if you're not enjoying it, if you need a, if you need help, if this is frustrating for you and you still want to play our game, here are some options for you. You're welcome to change these however you like. Um, just know that this is how we do it. If you want to use it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Do people play Soulsborne games for the story, though? Some people do. Some do. It's. I, th- I think for a lot of people, it is a secondary thing. It's more about figuring out the mechanics and figuring out the mood of the game. Yeah, like the for, tone. For Celeste, I think it's different because that story is... I haven't finished it, but it's supposed to be incredible. And like yeah. the reason I would finish that game is for the story and not for the gameplay. Fair enough. And I think that's why that assist mode works. Question. Yes. Did you stop playing it because of the gameplay? No. Why did you stop playing it? I mean, it, yes, it was hard. Actually, I probably put it down because of the gameplay, but it's, that's not why I wouldn't go back to it. Uh, not, not That's not why I haven't gone back to it. I right, okay, interesting. I wonder if you would have finished it with the assist mode on, but then maybe you, you wouldn't have enjoyed it because, again, it's that. Yeah. Would I have rather enjoyed the painstakingly designed like purposefully thought out level design of mm. all of the yeah no it's hard it's hard there's no answer I don't think no. um, yeah so what about you Jeremy boy ready for my big well thought out opinions I am ready for your big well thought out opinions uh, I think it should have a mode that lets everybody play it because and I'm not saying this because every other medium but it fits in the theme of it sh- I, I believe it, sh- it should be enjoyed by everybody because I can't think of another medium in the world that stops you from playing, f- stops you from seeing or accessing parts of it because of your own personal skill. Right. Like you never watch a movie and it's like you're unable to watch it because it's you physically can't. Like there's nothing stopping you from watching it. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that if a movie has quite a sophisticated metaphorical meaning or something, I don't get it. I feel yeah, like, like that's it, the only other thing I can think but, to but that. But at but that point, it's it's about interpretation, and it's totally. a, and it's about the it's about it not delivering to you what you. It's it's about you not understanding what it's delivering to you. What yeah. about a book that uses like really big words that you have to look up every time? I wouldn't say that's accessible. Wikiing every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly designed book. No. Um, House of Leaves. <laughs> I I, th- I think at that point that's more it's like you can still read it you can just not understand it like there's nothing stopping you from mm. going through that book and just not understanding words yeah I guess once you know if you get up to a point where you can't beat in a video game there's yeah. nothing you can really do there yeah mm. and yeah. I, and I, f- I feel like it also breaks it down to like like I, I said this earlier that at the beginning Demon Souls and then later Dark Souls was a game which was against the idea of tooltips and hand-holding and tutorials. Mm. Um, and it was sort of a reflection on what was happening in the industry at the time, and I think it's no longer that. Mm. And I think, you know, like, the comparison from Celeste to Super Meat Boy I don't think is fair either because Super Meat Boy also came out at a different time in the industry. Yeah. And Super Meat Boy came out at a time when it was the beginning of Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, it was the beginning of the indie scene. Yeah. Well, like it, it was beginning. Of, it was beginning of the self the self funding scene of putting out your own games, mm. um, and uh, Xbox Live and Steam at that point were still in its infancy. And Super Meat Boy is a very well made and well defined platformer, which I think actually doesn't age very well. Going mm. back and playing that game not too long ago, I don't know, like four or five months ago now, I was like, man, this is just like 
this is hard and I'm not enjoying it like I used to. Mm. Whereas something like yeah, that's more about like mechanical and executional like perfection. Yeah, like it's it's about it's about timing. Like that game is all about timing and just being a better platformer. Yeah. Um. Whereas going back to, like, like going back to Mario, like the original Mario Brothers still holds up as a game which teaches you things before you play them. Yeah. Um. That's a good point. And I think it's it's having like ha- like accessibility. You know, for, for people with disabilities, accessibility is a big thing in games, and it's not covered well in a lot of games. Mm. Um, the Xbox One adaptive controller is phenomenal, but it's a lot of games. You know, like like re- rebinding seconds, like rebinding rebinding buttons is not native. Yeah. Um, there are issues with like having to use certain ways, like with having to use certain ways of like controllers and different play styles. I think the idea of this game, like like th- the idea of like looking at a game like this and saying this game just isn't for you, is like like it, it's it's it sort of begins to then gatekeep what is for something and like 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 who decides what's for mm, someone, mm. um, and like them. But sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. But like, then in that case, what's the difference between um, having a target audience? Yeah, and like, but like, mm. I think having an easy mode in a game is not going to stop people from enjoying the hard mode that they want to play. That's why you have multiple options of difficulty. Like yeah. there, there is no, there is no difficulty options in a Dark Souls game. Mm. Like there are not many games which don't have a difficulty option anymore. Mm. Mm. And I think them using that as their like shtick is outdated. And I think, you know, like. I compare like uh, the, the most like apt comparison of of Dark Souls is, like, I think of is like a fighting game, whereas like when you're playing against someone else, and you're not going to have accessibility options against someone online, and you know if you're just not good enough, you're just not going to win. But there are ways like there are handicaps for scenarios like that if you want a game that is fair. Mm. Um, and that's 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 part of why again going back to this like assist mode stuff. There's nothing I feel like. There's no reason not to have the option. Yeah. I feel like that's where it comes down on it for me because it's like if you feel like the the artist's vision is paramount, great. The option's there. You just ignore it. Like you don't have to touch it. Like you don't have to go anywhere near it. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Like you don't even have to pretend it doesn't exist. You can know it's there. You just don't have to use it. You Mm -hmm. can get the authored content from this game um, however you would like. But um, having the option for people who need or want it doesn't take anything away from the people who don't. I guess, want it's, it, I guess I guess it's almost a novelty, isn't it? Having a game that has no difficulty, like, yeah. it only is hard. Yeah, like, it, it feels like Absolutely. something that they've accidentally had to attach themselves to to remain yeah. pure to their fans, mm. while their fans have then attached this sti- this. Almost this. I mean, it's, it's it's a stigma depending on who you're looking at. Yeah. But um, this sort of like air of this is a real game. Like this is a game for real people who play real games. Yeah. Um, and like there, there's this been, there's this picture going around from like some some dickhead who like made this like little post about how like Mario isn't a real game, Nintendo's isn't a real game, mobile games aren't real games. Right. Um, which got shared around and laughed at a lot, and I thought it was very funny. Um. But it, it, it goes like accessibility is accessibility in difficulty is 
is a tricky subject, but like the way Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Demon Souls and now Sekiro have all worked, like they have balanced the dead difficulty to like an insane level. Like yes, like everything in that game has been like looked over and polished to make sure that every enemy's got like a specific amount of health and everything like everything like that. And it's all authored for a reason. Mm. And they attack a certain way and they jump a certain distance. Yeah, which makes me think they could... If Inishio could do an incredibly intelligent adaptive difficulty design, I feel like From Software could handle that. Mm. Um, That's a really good point. And you could turn off adaptive difficulty if you want to be one of those people that, that keeps bashing against, that keeps bashing your head against it until you get it. Totally. Like, it, like... If you're one of the people who, like, when you play God of War, like the new one for the first time, and you jump straight to the "Give me God of War" difficulty setting, yeah, great, off you go. You you be free, <laughs> but, but like, I feel like I feel like uh, just thinking about like that that gatekeeping mm. sort of thing. I feel like I kind of do see where they would get that from. Is in like you know, um, none of these games bonding, bonding get games <laughs> bonding with people that enjoy that yep. is going to be a different experience to bonding with someone that enjoys a different kind of game. Mm. And I feel like, you know, when you say that, oh, I beat Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Like, I beat Dark Souls 2. And it's like, oh, you must be like yeah, like that and, sort of person, and, you know? There is a level of accomplishment which comes from beating enemies in Dark Souls and beating bosses in Dark Souls. Yeah. And I feel like like there there's a chance some of that might get mixed up when it comes to changing the way, changing different people's experiences in playing this game. I think that change is worth it, even though I'm I'm having a great time overcoming very difficult bosses in Sekiro, and thinking about like my experience with Sekiro, if it was if it was easier, I might not feel as much of an accomplishment. That being said, I have seen maybe thirty no way less than that. I've seen maybe ten percent of anything a Dark Souls game has ever shown me, mm-hmm. and yeah. I have so badly wanted to see the rest of that game because it's super interesting to me. Yeah, totally. Um, the, the most I ever got into Dark Souls was after I watched someone play through it and I could, could sort of understand a bit more how to do it. Right. And even having done that, I fell off well before I got to where I had gotten up to in this visual playthrough because some parts of it were just so fucking hard. I didn't want to go back to it. I didn't feel like that. That wasn't fun. Yeah. And like, I think, like when it comes to fun, that's something. But when it comes to like, it literally, it, it, it's literally going to you like no, like you you are not a good enough you dumb bitch yeah like like, <laughs> like yeah like literally like like you you are not good enough to see this yeah and you know you have not learned yeah and it it's I think it's a really weird form of like you know be a like like it, it's where the get good culture comes from yeah, yeah. it is it yeah. is specifically this and I think it's. Uh, like uh, it's 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 got some very toxic stigma around it mm. um because it's a lot of like a lot of people that do that like you like it reminds me of, like the fucking cuphead thing all over again yeah. when there was that like one the, po- that one poor journalist that got stuck at the tutorial yeah and then a lot of people a lot of reviews saying it was very very hard and all the people that were watching this game were like this game doesn't look fucking hard at all these games just they don't get video games you know like it's this not- person should be fired because yeah. they can't and it's you know like a lot of it, I remember how toxic the internet was when all that stuff happened. Yeah. Like, at like I think from then on, I don't read reviews, uh, comments. Yeah. Because mm. it's just someone saying like, "Oh, they're commenting about the difficulty. They must be really bad at the game." Yeah. As if it's not a criticism to say like, "I think this game is too hard." 
like like a game being too hard is a valid criticism. It, it is. It reminds me of um. Ah, uh, what was it? There was a game that came out like f- four years ago now, and I've I forgotten what it was, but like everyone was saying, like this game is too hard, and. No, nah, that thought is just completely gone <laughs> off, off off my brain. Yep. Um, yeah. Criticism. Difficulty in, in criticism is a valid... No, difficulty is a valid criticism. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder how long this conversation is going to burn on for, you know? And I, I wonder almost, what's going to come yeah, out of it. Yeah, that's it. That's, I think that's what I was thinking before. I mean, I, I, it is important and I feel like that, that culture should definitely shift, but I don't know how important it is when other more important stuff is happening in the games industry at the yeah. moment. Like what we were like with Anthem yeah. stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's important to talk about it so that things may happen in the future. Mm. But yeah, I think it's going to be swept under the rug, especially when Sekiro yeah. stopped being as popular. Like I, I, about. I think the only issue is like, I don't think anyone's saying like, oh yeah, these bio, these Bioware people should just <laughs> figure out how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just get good Bioware. Like, like, like the, I think the discourse is like a little, a literal argument. Yeah. Of people who were good at the game saying, this game is just not for you. Yes. And it's like, my achievement will be lessened if other people can do the same thing easier. It's like, yeah. Like, I beat Celeste without the assist mode, which is something that... All right, Carrie. Yes. Like, All so right. I'm just brag pretty, about it. This is something I don't <laughs> think I've mentioned before, though, because it's something I'm proud of personally of myself, but I don't need to lord that over everybody else. Like, that's not... not my, my pride in that achievement... And it comes from how I feel about it on my own before anyone else has any stake in what that does or does not mean. So what you're saying is you're a better gamer than both of us because we haven't beaten it. Well, we don't know because you haven't, you haven't even, you haven't even tried, Jeremy or June. I've even. tried. I got halfway. I'm saying you haven't even tried the the. No. You know, you didn't. Re- I'm not even going to pretend that's <laughs> not. The, um. Just, just one final thing. You know how when God of War came out last year, um there was a complaint from people who had poor eyesight that, um, or had vision impairments of some sort, um, that the UI was tiny. And it was, and it is. But what they did is they, in their accessibility menus, they included, they developed and included options to upscale the the UI across the entire game. Subtitle size, whether you can include a background on it, overshadow, all this stuff. They they added all of this incredible accessibility stuff. And it's a shame it wasn't there on launch, but they put it in there in the end anyway, so that's fine. That's yep. okay. Yep. Um, to me, I, I personally don't see a reason why gameplay can't be as modifiable and tweakable as that for people who need or want it because they want to be able to enjoy this game. I wonder... Do you think something like something similar to that would work where uh, a copy of the game comes out or like, yeah, a copy of the game comes out on launch for the people that want to play the super hard, mm. want to play the original version I'm air quoting. Um, and then like maybe a couple of days later, the access- accessible option comes out. So like people that like cult fans that are into mm. this stuff can have that exclusivity doctored for them yeah. and then everyone else can have that. No. No, and I think because a lot of the most interesting things to me about playing, especially because this, this is the first uh, Souls game I've been playing on launch. Yeah, playing a Souls game on launch is like seeing an Avengers movie in cinemas on day one. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 there's so many secrets. Like, yeah. the, the, like there is like a big discourse about figuring out stuff 
and like, oh, what boss are you up to? Whereabouts are you in this game? It's not quite like Red Dead where everyone gets to play it at their own pace. Yeah. A lot of the time it's like everyone's experienced this game altogether. And Dark Souls did that a lot because they have like a feature in the game where you can leave notes for other people. Mm. And it's like you can leave notes in front of a trap and you can say like, like you have like a list of words that you can choose from. And a lot of the time it's like angry bear left or something like that. Yeah. And so then you're like, oh, there might be an angry bear on the left. Merchant ahead. Yeah. And so, like, and you turn left, and it turns out it's fucking angry bit on the left. <laughs> um, and a lot of that stuff, like, you lose some of that when you play it a bit later because all the secrets have been found. Don't you think that... Ha- uh, yeah. it's, a, it's like a community single-player event, almost. Yeah, okay. And I think, like, having... Like, missing, missing out on that is a little bit... It, it doesn't lessen the experience, but it reduces the experience you could have had. Um, if that yeah, makes sense. That's the other part of Soulsborne games is that their story and their um, structure is very obscure and unlocking things. Discovering. Discovery is a big part of that game. Not just overcoming um, seemingly impossible combat challenges, but discovering where to go and discovering bosses and hidden walls and stuff like that. That's another part of it. Mm. Um, mm, okay. But in the other thing, like Jeremy was saying before, when you need to like wiki everything to find everything out because everything's so obscure that you actually can't progress, then that's no fun either. So like, I don't know. It's there. I think there is merit to what you're saying, June. That like, it's like maybe this game just isn't for us. Like, why can't you have both? Totally, totally. So yeah, I'd be very interested. I would, I would love to have a different take on this discussion based on the development of this conversation in two weeks when we record again. I would love to see what has developed through this conversation. I would love to see what the director of the Dark Souls games actually has to say about it. Mm. Like, I wonder if he would, if, you know... They've spoken to the difficulty of their older games before, of Dark Souls and... Yeah, but, like, having a... Like, uh, like, you know, them going forward. Like, I wonder how much accessibility factors into their design. Mm. Um, And... You know, like, games obviously have target audiences. I wonder how much of their audience they know they're sort of pushing away and stopping from playing these games with their difficulty. Because mm. um, I don't know what they think about that stuff. Mm. I mean, like, obviously, like, Japanese game development culture is very different to Western game development culture. Um, so, you know, it's different in yeah. that aspect. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. I um, Well, we won't. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just... This is just the next step, and then in 10 years after another four From Software games have come out, we'll finally have an answer. Get good. Yeah. Sekiro, <laughs> Shadows Die even more. <laughs> Shadows Die 4. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. Fourth. Um, is the joke. So, I think, I think we'll just leave it there. Those are some pretty meaty discussion bits. Um, we're going to potentially talk about Breath of the Wild and Mario having VR Labo support, but I think have a, have not a much to talk about. There's not much to talk about. It's just been a apart trailer. from I want it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens with that. I'm not I'm not too excited, but I'm I'm interested, and I think it's going to lead to many 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 more units of Labo being sold than ever before. Because <laughs> suddenly it's it's tied to games that actually people care about. And it's also like give me Nintendo authored virtual reality content. Yeah, no, true. That's a new thing. We'll see. I've got that Mario Kart VR arcade experience, which apparently is pretty good. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, though. That's yeah. like... Anyway, 
Well, we're going to leave it there. We might come back to that in a couple of weeks, but maybe there'll be even more exciting and tantalizing news to talk about. Uh, so, in case you were wondering, this has been the Minimap Cast. This is the bi weekly. What the fuck have I been listening to this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> is this an ABC radio? <laughs> it's good practice to uh, intro and outro, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, no, everybody. Just making a joke. That's the bit. That's the bit of the week. Oh, right. I didn't. I thought no bits were allowed. I'm the only one that's allowed to make bits. Oh, okay. It all makes sense now. Uh, so, in case you were wondering, <laughs> this is the Minimap Cast. This is the bi-weekly podcast from minimap.com.au, where you can find all of our content, including our other podcast, the Game Spoilers Podcast, which is our monthly game club where we uh, come together and talk about games that we've been playing to discuss them. Uh, our, we're just about to sit down and record... Uh, the one for this month, which is Sea of Thieves, which, we, uh, spoiler alert, we've had a great time playing. Um, so, uh, come along, listen to that one. And, uh, Jeremy, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at obi one Jez. You can find me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24. June? June is J-U-N underscore E-double-S. That's all about Twitters. You can also find the Minimap handle at MinimapAU. It's also the Game Spoilers Podcast Twitter handle at Game Spoilers Pod. All of our content is on minimap.com.au, including uh, our new video series that we've been releasing called Game Spoilers Plays. Uh, I've put a lot of hard work into it, and I think it's pretty funny. So, you know, if you if you like funny stuff, give it a watch. Um, you me get mad at Kerry. What? Watch that video. Yeah, if you oh like... Oh, my if, God. If you like listening to Jeremy yell, it's a good time. Honestly, it's the best part of all of those videos. Um <laughs> But yeah, aside from that, uh, this has been the Minimap Cast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.